Hello and welcome to the Gut Shot Podcast, the home of hot takes pertaining to all things Magic the Gathering. This is Will, and as always, joined by Frederick. Hello everyone, it's War Crimes, the living embodiment of cascading into a counterspell. Welcome to Gut Shot. Today's question, who is Jumpstart for? Now, for those of you who have not kept up, Jumpstart is what Wizards considers to be the innovation set for 2021. So in the same vein as Conspiracy or Battle Bond, a set that isn't in the normal standard rotation that plays around with the uh, conventions of playing Magic the Gathering. And this is a new take on Limited. We haven't seen anything like this before. Uh, the Jumpstart set is going to have over 500 cards. So, you know, way beyond what we're used to other than like mystery boosters. Uh, most of these cards are going to be reprints and about 120 of those are from M21, the core set that is also being released alongside it. There are only 37 brand new cards uh, being included in Jumpstart, and these cards are only eternal legal in paper. So these cards are not legal in standard, not legal in modern, just mm -hmm. uh, legacy, vintage, and then commander. And the difference between these packs and what you're used to is that these packs are 20 cards. Now, this includes lands. Uh, and, and these packs are following pre-constructed theme lists. A lot of these themes you'll understand will be, uh, you know, creature types, devils, angels, elves. But they also have other themes, uh, such as predatory. So that kind of green-red, you know, uh, apex predator, garuk-style gameplay. Packs that just have Noah Bradley's art in them. <laughs> right, exactly. Phyrexian, so lots of Phyrexian-themed cards that you'll remember from uh, uh, Scars of Mirrodin before. And then also there's M21 Planeswalkers. So there's a pretty big diversity of pre-constructed theme lists here. Now, you're not going to draft this like a normal set. There's no drafting at all. The idea is that you take two packs, uh, and in these packs, you won't know what the theme of the pack is until you open it. Uh, you take two packs and you'll take the cards, uh, the 20 cards each, shuffle them together and then create a 40 card pre-constructed deck straight out of the box, no drafting, no time. Uh, and then you play that against another person. So Jumpstart is coming to Arena um, with 20 cards that are in the set are going to be removed for power level reasons. So these are cards like Reanimate, Lightning Bolt. Flame Tongue Kavu. Uh, Wizards has said that these are cards that they don't want or, you know, have uh, some sort of technical limitation to bringing to Arena. And these are being replaced with similar yet uh, less powerful cards. And they've also said that these cards will only be openable in limited events on Arena. So you won't be able to buy these packs straight out of the Arena store. Very interesting product. Uh, not, it's a uh, new territory for Magic. Um, hang on. So, clarification. Do you get to play with like reanimate lightning bolt flame tongue kabu in the limited events on arena and then they turn into the other cards when you when they go into your collection or are those other cards going to be the other cards in the limited events in arena No uh the, these cards will not appear in arena at all and some of these cards are um, not powerful in of themselves, but the technology of making the card work on Arena is a bit too much uh, technical-wise, you know, for them to put the effort into. Oh, God. All that being said, there are bound to be some problems. Frederick, how do you feel about this product? I, I just have trouble understanding who this product is for. I know that this product is not for you. It has kind of become a meme at this point, but... Um, 
I, I think this this indicates to me Wizards has been on a quest, which I thought that they were done with with Oath of the Gatewatch to remove the fun from Limited. Um, but it seems like they've come on this this sort of new step. I understand that for some people the the fun part of Limited is the gameplay, but for me it's it's largely the drafting or the building of the sealed deck. And the fact that there's literally no player control over deck building is really not great to me. And the other thing being like, you know, you, you don't even get to pick which themes you want to play with. Maybe like in a tournament or something, you would open six packs and you choose two themes to put together and maybe that would be a little bit more fun. But like, what if you just get a theme you don't like? Then half of your deck is just stuff you don't enjoy playing with. Like in draft, you can at least force a deck that you enjoy. This, I, I don't understand who this is for. I know not everyone wants modern on Arena, but like if you're going to add extra cards to Arena, I feel like they should be working toward modern. This was the kind of product that could have just given us instead of 37 random cards for historic that it feels like no one asked for, they could have given us 30 modern cards. And like we'd be more on our way to a modern format. I would say that I think it's a mistake to want modern on Arena. And uh, mm. I think I think the historic is um, a great uh, way for uh, Arena to move forward with a eternal format. I'm not even convinced I went Pioneer on Arena. Wow, okay. No, I, I think Modern is the perfect format, and as long as they keep paying attention to it with bands and printing answers into sets, like, that I would want to be able to play Modern on Arena. That would be how I would have the most fun in Arena other than Limited. My other issue is this is not an on-ramp to any sort of play other than Kitchen Table, which I understand is always a bigger crowd than I give it credit for, but, like, I'm imagining, like, a kid coming in, and, you know, they pull Tiny Bones or whatever, like, one of the neat new cards that they designed for this product and they see people playing Friday Night Magic and you know they come in with like their deck they've played a couple games of Jumpstart they come in with their deck that they've sort of built themselves and then they're told they can't even play they get around one loss and they have to replace the cool cards from their deck because they're from Jumpstart they're not legal and standard um, so that's just like bad feelings for new players excited to play their new cards at Friday Night Magic and I understand that the kitchen table does exist those players do feed into magic and help it grow as a game but it this this is the kind of product that feels like it sort of discourages enfranchisement in the game which is worrying to me as someone who wants to have opponents at a friday night magic and then my i would say that my my final like big issue with it is that the reprints just aren't meaningful enough like yes we have path to exile we have ristic study i look through and we have crater hoof behemoth but like when you get to design exactly what like 10 other cards are going to appear around your bomb, you can make a bomb that's worth like money in modern or whatever. You can put it in there and surround it with cards that don't enable it too well. You could one of these themes could have featured doubling season. One of these themes could have featured, I don't know, Arcbound Ravager. One of these themes could have featured uh Karn. Uh the Karn from uh from New Phyrexia, one of these themes could have featured the Ugin, which is getting reprinted in Standard. You know what I mean? So I feel like a lot of these these reprints just aren't meaningful enough. Like, the point of these sets, like Conspiracy and like Battle Bond, should be to deliver a couple of meaningful reprints. And, like, I think just Craterhoof Behemoth at above the $5 level is just not enough. Well, Frederick, let me tell you, I am the target audience for Jumpstart. I am incredibly hyped for this set. Uh, and there's a number of reasons. I think this is a uh, a super cool and great product. I'm really excited to get my hands into this. 
Now, I consider myself to be a enfranchised Magic player. I've been playing for what I think is about 14 years now, and uh, you might find it a little uh, unbelievable, but limited is not my favorite way to play Magic. And uh, the long and short of it is that drafting is really stressful. The building uh, of decks, both in draft and in sealed, is not the kind of work that i want to put into magic to make it fun to as we both know to be good at limited and we both know that like for a lot of people the fun of magic is in the winning of games in order to win uh you know a good amount of games for it to be a good experience for those types of uh, types of players you have to put in work to learn the format you have to know both what cards are good in a general limited sense but also what cards are good in specific formats now there are a lot of uh magic players that love that and that's just exactly how they want to interact with the game I, I want to say, myself included, there are a lot of players who don't really want to put that work in, and Jumpstart is a perfect way for them to enjoy the power level of Limited in a way that makes it to where they don't have to build decks. There is a segment of uh, players that would play more Limited if they didn't have to put in the work uh, to learn the format. And also... You talked about these cards not being an on-ramp uh, to another format, an on-ramp to becoming an enfranchised player. I actually think that it's that's a perfectly fine thing for this product to do. And I would even argue that this is the perfect uh, on-ramp for the largest segment of Magic players that just play at their kitchen table, who only come into the LGS maybe like... Oh, once a month or once every two months to buy some singles and buy some sleeves and then go back home to where they play their magic. Okay, I don't think those people deserve human rights. Oh, oh, that's a that's a that's a spicy take. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, we can't argue uh Wizards has the data that says that this is absolutely the largest and uh highest spending section of magic players. Okay. Um these are a lot of people like my girlfriend who, you know, can play Magic, enjoy playing Magic with me and with some other people, but they don't want to learn the, the limited format. They don't want to build a standard or even like modern or legacy deck. All they want to do is just basically treat it as like a board game. They play it every now and then, and then they wash their hands of it and go do something else. I think that it's perfectly fine for Magic to be serving uh, those people, and Jumpstar is the perfect way to do it. I think the issue with someone like coming in every few months and then washing their hands of the game is, first of all, if you wash your hands, you're not a real gamer. Second of all, like, you're not getting more people to play the game. So I think you underestimate, like, if you gear products only toward people who are not going to convince other people to play Magic, you're not going to grow that subset of casual players. Sometimes people come into an LGS, play a Friday Night Magic, and that turns them into the kind of player that you're talking about. But it doesn't create more players that turn players into the kind of player that you're talking about. Um, and I think my issue with the lack of meaningful reprints is a valid one. So like, do you, do you, would you concede that this set doesn't really have an adequate array of valuable reprints or would you say that it doesn't need one? Yeah, I would say that this, uh, this product is not, and I know you're going to hate this. I'm going to do the, this product is not for you. I think that the segment of Magic players that this set is targeting does not 
is not really even going to be able to tell the difference between a meta modern card and the just a card that they just want to put in their you know casual uh elves and dragons deck okay yeah i don't i don't think they care i don't think they want to care because they, they're just they are not interacting with magic in a way that seems natural and usual to you and i heavily enfranchised players Okay, um, I'm really sick of hearing this product is not for you. I'm hearing it from Watsi. I'm hearing it from my healthcare provider when I ask for insulin. Mm. I I just don't understand. Like like if they don't care, then then there isn't any difference to them whether a card is the card that is like the bomb in their pack is valuable or not valuable. It's if it's we can have either no difference to them and a positive difference to the players who want a valuable or playable bomb in their pack, or we can have no difference to them and a negative experience for players who want a valuable bomb in their pack. Like if let's say there's like a graveyard theme and they can either put, I I, I don't know, like that seven drop that like puts whatever, there's some seven drop with like power equal to the cards in your graveyard or whatever. Or you can put Tarmogoyf in there. If if you're if like you're saying it doesn't matter to the casual player, why would you not just go ahead and also give the enfranchised player what they want? Put a couple more copies of these cards out in the market. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and I think I think that's a value. Uh, that's a valid complaint. And th- I, that's not really a complaint about Jumpstart, though. That's a complaint about Wizards and the way that they're choosing to do business. What they're doing, and I mean, if this is a if this is a, a criticism of Wizard, the way the Wizards do business, does business in general, I still think it's valid to bring it up here because this is a, a specific set is going to be a microcosm of Wizards' design philosophy and like economic philosophy. Like, like even as a new player, let's say I open a Tarmogoyf. Let's say, let's say Noble Hierarch is one of the options. I open it up, I can ignore the value of it and play with the Noble Hierarch. Or I can sell the Noble Hierarch and buy more Jumpstart packs if I'm having fun with Jumpstart. Or I can use the Noble Hierarch to as an, uh, my first part of a competitive mo- magic deck that I want to build. But if that rare isn't Noble Hierarch, if it's some jank 7-drop, then my only option is not to care about the value. You're, you're just taking away options from casual players where there would be options. Or like even if you need the cards to be fun, questing these. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I should reveal I've been arguing in bad faith the entire time. I'm actually just salty that this isn't Battle Bonds 2 because Battle Bond 2 was incredibly fun. Speaking of casual formats that happens to also contain doubling season and true name nemesis. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't I won't uh, disagree with you that uh, Jumpstart would be better uh, if it had doubling season and true name nemesis in it. Or just valuable reprints at all. Battle Bond was a banger. I want Battle Bond next year if we're not getting it this year. More bangers in Magic the Gathering. Right. <laughs> okay, there are your MTG hot takes for today. I'm at Aggressive Rhetoric. And I'm Frederick on Twitch at War Crimes Uwu. Now, Baneslayer Angel did not wheel, so that's all the time we have for today. Join us next time for more Gut Shot.